Welcome to Asphalt Chasers, the podcast where two motorcycle enthusiasts share their tales of adventure on the open road. Join John and Dave as they discuss the exciting rides they've conquered, the interesting people they've met, and the places they hope to explore in the future. From scenic routes through breathtaking landscapes to exhilarating rides through bustling cities, your hosts will take you on a journey like no other. They will share tips and tricks for planning the ultimate motorcycle trip and talk about the gear and equipment they swear by. And at the end of each episode, they'll raise a glass and take a shot of their favorite spirit in celebration of a ride well-ridden. So strap on your helmet and join John and Dave on the ride with Asphalt Chasers. Welcome to Asphalt Chaser, episode 10. I'm your host, John. Again, joined this time. He's back in the present. Oh, back around. Back from the near dead experience. Yeah, Dave. Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> good. I'm doing good. Y'all, y'all recuperated from your, um, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I, I survived. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you're all better and feeling better. And yeah, like I said in the last, so we missed you Maggie Valley, but we had a I good time. Going. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and I think you said you enjoyed it. So yeah, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So as you know, we got back, I got back from Maggie Valley recorded Saturday night. Uh, we got up early Sunday. Well, we didn't get up early. We got up Sunday morning. And it was a nice whopping 32 degrees. Ooh. Frost on the bike. So we didn't roll until like 10 o'clock. Ah, wow, John, you must have been going crazy. That's late for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's just put it this way. I wasn't in the mood to really get moving too much sooner because it was a little cold. It was a little cold, but. Yeah, 32 degrees. That's a lot of cold for you guys. Well, not, not in Maggie Valley, it's not. That's, you know, in fact, uh, the interesting thing is, uh, was it last weekend? I think they got their first snow up there last weekend. Oh, really? They get snow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So, in fact, uh, where we were... Isn't that south of you, though? It's in the mountains. It's in Blue Ridge Mountains. So, remember when we went up to the pass, Cherokee, you know, up there, the highest elevation on the Blue Ridge is 6,000 feet? Yes. It's a little bit south of that. Oh, okay. So, Maggie Valley, I mean, like I said, it's in the valley. So, both sides is mountains, and they had pictures of up on the mountains, you saw the the uh, snow up in the upper half. Oh, okay. Now, Maggie Valley itself, I don't think got snow, but the mountains did. Like, part of the Blue Ridge Parkway we were on, they had it, and they actually closed part of it. Oh, wow. Yep. yep. They don't maintain it in the wintertime. Oh, I did not know that. I thought they would maintain it. No. Nope, 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 nope. So, anyways, yeah, so I uh, got home. Nice little ride. Me and Rich, Rich and I uh, rode out together, and Rode for a few hours together and made it down off the mountains. And well, to give the listeners the update, took the bike to the shop the following Saturday and nice little healthy, hurt the pocket a little bit, but it's all fixed up now. And it was, uh, my, my mishap was due to brakes. So brakes all the way around had to be done. So still, you got what? 30,000 miles out of them. 35, 40. 40,000 miles out of a set of brakes. Yeah. so That's pretty good, I would think. I was uh, thinking the fronts, I would have gotten more out of the fronts, because I know in the last one, I got 50 out of the fronts, and the rear was only at 20-something. So I thought the rears had to be done, and I thought the fronts would be okay, but no. <laughs> All the way around. So All the way around. Anyway, so have you been any lately? I think you got out a little bit, didn't you? Uh, let's see. I think all I've been doing is, uh, going camping and with the wife and I've been riding to work and back. That's about it. Okay. You know, right. I'm going out on a little ride on Saturday. It's supposed to be nice up here. Cool. I think it's might even reach 70 degrees. So, mm. but you know, we got to start at eight o'clock in the morning, so it'll be nipply then. Make sure you wear your clothes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You might want to put a few layers on. Yeah, that's 
kind of what I'm doing now. I mean, I get like I went to work this morning. I think it was 42 when I left the house at, at 4:30 this morning, and when I came home, it was 68. So yeah, it's almost like you have to. I I mean, I'm wearing my jacket on the way home because I have no room for it. But yeah, that's one thing I have to say about um when we left out it was it was. I wouldn't say I had all the warmest warmest clothes available for me when I left Maggie Valley. But as we talk about gear and I'm not trying to I mean, I've tried a lot of different gear and we talked about it a little bit in the last show. I'm really impressed with climb gear. Um and what they can do. Like the biggest piece I like is that wind shirt they have. It's a real thin shirt and all it does is stop the wind and Packs real small and everything, and then coming and in the in the weather there coming back, all I had on my legs was my pa- riding pants, my Revit pants, and then uh, the climb forecast Gore-Tex pants, um, liners, rain liners, or rain pants over, and I didn't, I was comfortable, so yeah. Well, that's good, yeah, because that that's pretty chilly, thirty two degrees. Well, by the time we, I mean, that's when we, that's when we uh, got up. I think it got up into like mid forties by the time we left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, that's pretty cold. Yeah. And it, it, it got warm and the sun came out. So that's it. So Dave, yeah. enough about riding. What are we, what are we talking about tonight? I think you said something, you had an idea for tonight. So what are we, what are we trying to discuss? I thought we discussed some of the electronics and stuff. Oh God. Some electronics, you know, the, the fun we're having with electronics, you know? I know that, you know, every time we go out, there's always something little snafu with the electronics, whether it's well, some, something you have or something I have, there's always something going on. I mean, like, you know, for a while there, I was having problems getting Android Auto to work with my uh, Harley Davidson thing, and it was driving me crazy about that. And here it turned out to be an issue with the plug in my phone. So, well, hey, was it the plug in your phone or was it the fact? So, so, so we, we had that experience. So, I'll back up and kind of recap. On the trip to Maine, you'd put the phone into the cubby hole on the right hand side of the road glide. Right. And you'd connect the phone in, put the cable in, way you go along, you get connected. And the way you go along, and all of a sudden it'd drop and reconnect, right? Yeah, it would drop, and it it was like a, it was an unknown amount of time, and then it would come back. You know, it it was a variable amount of time all the time. Yeah, right. sometimes it would come back thirty seconds. Sometimes it would be an hour and a half. You know, it just right, it, it, and then everything in between. Right, and then I think we kind of realized that when you close that door, it kind of pushes on the cable to the phone, right, and I end. It, well, it did originally. I had put in a 90-degree cable, and it was still doing it. Right. And then, so so that was the problem, and we kind of concluded something with the cable, right, and connecting. Right, yeah, cable or the plug on my phone, one of the two, yeah. So then something, what did, the connection was getting broke right. is what it was. So what did you do to remedy that? I got a wireless Android auto adapter. So, and I think you got the Ottercast, right? Yeah, I got the Ottercast. Yeah, yeah. the Ottercast uh, Pro I got. The Ottercast right. Pro. So all that really does, and I think we talked about it, and I pointed it out to you on the ride there in Maine, and all that does is plug into the USB port Correct. on the Harley, and then it connects to your phone wirelessly. Yes. And sends the Android Auto through that wirelessly. Right, but it uses the wireless Android Auto because right. the wired Android Auto and the wireless Android Auto are actually slightly different. Right, you just send it over wireless to the to the unit, and then that unit displays on the screen. Right, but the screens are different. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, on the on the wired and and Android Auto, at least before all the time, it was just one screen of like either gps or music or whatever you know you only got one thing with the wireless it's split into two and sometimes three screens depending on in fact no that's not the case because in my car 
in my Mazda CX-30 uh-huh. that, and I'm if people haven't realized or maybe didn't listen to a lot of pipes, I had WRX and we this year I upgraded to, swapped out WRX to CX-30 to a little more comfort. It's interesting. But um, it actually has wired Android. So Android Auto. So I connect it with the cable and I got the three screens up there. Oh, do you get you got the three screens. I have the three screens. And I think it depends on maybe how the interface works. Yeah, every every interface is slightly different too. So so so, so that fixes your problem. The only downside to my understanding is that you don't charge you can't you doesn't charge your phone. Right, right. So right. so when you leave, you gotta make sure you got a full battery. Either that or I've I carry around one of them, you know, portable charger right. battery cells and just plug it in. Right. Stick it in my pocket. But yeah, yeah, it and it runs the battery down pretty good if you don't. Now now are you happy with that solution? Yeah, I'm very happy with the solution. Right. So far it's working really good. Um I had to figure out how to connect because with the Harley I have the WIM, which is the wireless headset interface module. So that also connects my Senna to the Harley as well. We'll just say Harley. I don't know exactly where inside the dash somewhere. So I use, I can use the speakers in the Senna and the microphone to interact with the Android Auto. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. So and all that works. Um, I had to figure out a way to do it because, of course, your phone can only connect to two things, and the Senna and the Autocast and the Harley is three things. And in the past, when I was using the wired Android auto, you had to turn on the headset first. And that way, when you turn on the headset first, it would connect to the phone and then the Harley would connect to the phone. And so therefore it would set the Harley as the music priority and the phone priority. Okay. But now I turn the headset on last, so it connects to the Android Auto first, and then the Harley, or vice versa. I don't think it really matters, but it hooks to those two, and it doesn't hook to the helmet at all at my phone, because it uses up those two spots in the Bluetooth. And then my helmet connects to the Harley. And so phone calls work, um, directions work. I can even, you know make requests and all, and I can still, as far as I can tell, I'm still able to use the uh, intercom system. I haven't really tried that because I haven't ridden with anybody since I've finally figured out the the end result of everything, but I'm pretty sure it'll work. Right. I guess the other thing you could do is on your phone is just um, forget the phone or the headset. The sun- well, if I, do, if I do that, then I, I can't get, I have to hook up to it for to change the settings and stuff and i won't i'll have to pair it every time ah that's true that's the yeah i thought about that too but yeah you need to be able to pair to the phone still so yeah so i'm glad that figured that out so that's pretty cool little fix yep now what about you yeah have you ever experienced any electrical electronics issues oh all the time (laughs) <laughs> I have and it's it's the I have these um I have these hopes that dreams or whatever that tech will work right. So I get on the ride and I get all set up and I'm if I'm riding by myself, things work great. As soon as I add and go ride with somebody, things don't exactly always work the same way. Yeah. And that's well, kind of well. You need to explain your setup because your setup is quite the complicated setup. Yeah, yeah. My setup it's it's changing, it's revolving all the time. So going back to getting Can Am, getting the Spider, the one thing I wanted was the screens, the tech screens, and I thought, oh, get tech screen, BRP Connect, and away we go. Well. BRP Connect is not the best. It's not it, the most user friendly or very I wouldn't say user friendly. It's not very Does it crash? 
it crashes, it has very limited app support. Um, it, it, so, so the BRP Connect is actually, to my understanding, made by Bosch. Oh, okay. Um, but unfortunately, you have to have apps to integrate with it, and well, the app supports are very limited. You get um, Rever. You can have Yeet Sleep Ride. You can have another. There's two other paid service GPS like Synergy and something else. Um, the other one that's kind of cool is the the Fabio um, pressure sensors has an integration. So. Oh, the for the tires, right? Okay. So when you say Fabio, I think of the, guy, the uh, male model. Yeah, no, it's Fobio, F O B O. Oh, okay. So one thing I found with it all is that to make it work correctly, you cannot lock the phone. You cannot lock your screen on the phone. So actually, what I have done is I have a second phone. That's an Apple phone an iPhone, just for the bike because it works better than an Android. Hmm. And, and I think part of the, pro- the original problem was, was the port, that the data port it plugs into, it didn't have enough power to charge the phone and run everything on the phone. So it killed a battery. So since I, wow. since I used an iPhone, it was easier and, and I wasn't using as much stuff, so... Anyways, you still there, Dave? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Your screen kind of froze for a second, so. Yeah, yours froze on me, and I didn't hear you for a second. Okay. We're good. All right. So that was kind of one of the hiccups I've had with using it. So figured out if I leave the screen unlocked on the phone, don't have it locked at all, it works a lot better. But then randomly, it'll disconnect, it'll drop like you did. The apps aren't all that great, and using like Rever or the Synergy GPS isn't the best. I have problems getting mapped out right, so it's it's lacking. And I think BRP knew that because, as I've said, the 2024 models they've actually have Apple CarPlay now. So they, I think, realized there was a problem. So they, they, they're moving away from that. So that's so technology. Did that, did that update become available on your bike now? or What, the Apple CarPlay? Yeah. No. Is it, did, when you were at your thing, was there anybody there from BRP or Can-Am? Nope. No? Oh, no factory there at all, huh? No. No. Uh, so, but your dealers told you that that won't be available on yours, or? Well, it's the whole, the screen has to be replaced. I think the whole, because they went from, so right now it's two seven-point ancient screens, and they've gone to one, like, ten-and-a-quarter-inch screen. That's touch oh. screen. So the whole screen is different. Oh, so even the hardware is different. Yep. It's not just a software change. Nope. Oh. Uh, so a new bike. New bike. New bike. Time for a new bike. New bike. So that's technology issue number one. And then I also run a very, it's it's got its great stuff, and it's, I call it old reliable, is, and a lot of people look at it, is a Garmin Zoom XT. Sent on GPS by Garmin. It's just, it works. It does what it needs to do. It doesn't flake out on me um it all depends on the route might not take the route i want to go but it works so that's so it'll it'll reroute you sometimes just by itself well no just like android auto does it won't just re no it won't reroute me but it's not as i know which way i want to go but it doesn't take me that way and it's very hard to make it go the way i want to go and the way you got to do is you got to put more waypoints in so oh, okay. there's things it does. It does it does well. And then getting the audio connection is another problem in to the headset or to the bike is another little hiccup I have as well. 
And then my next thing is I used to run my phone with a quad lock mount on the handlebars running Google Maps. I don't know. I just love my Google Maps. Same way with you on your probably Harley. You probably run Google Maps, right? And it yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's Google Maps like- works. So I actually went out and bought something like your AutoCast makes same type of product, but it's its own screen display for wireless Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. So I actually bought one off Amazon by a different brand. And uh, I got that connected. And it works well. Um, Use it in Maggie Valley. I actually met a guy while I was out in Maggie Valley at the at the um, hotel that actually bought one himself that weekend and tried it out. And so. Because he saw yours or. Nope. He saw it in other places and it was down there. So he bought one and he tried it out. So the. Um, the tech. Oh, so they had them for sale down there. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people are upset because of, you know, they want. Apple CarPlay or Android Auto on their on their phone or on the screen and not instead of using their phone because you know you put your phone out there it gets rained on the sun it overheats you know so that's that's the hiccup it has um, so what I do is like you I make sure my phone's one hundred percent charged and then I put it in my jacket front pocket and away I go it didn't eat up my phone battery to the point of dying I mean it ate up the phone pretty good some of the battery life but but also, I was very remote, too. So I was very much in a very, not very much in the mountains. You don't have much service. So I think I was roaming a lot and trying to find service. Now, is that that new Google phone? My Google phone? Yeah. I use a yeah. Pixel. I use a Pixel 7 Pro. Yeah. See, I'm using an older Samsung. So that might be why my battery gets consumed. It's three, four years now. Yep. So that's that's part of the technology, and I guess while I was out there, I was trying to use, watch another YouTube video of another traveler, and they used um, a product called My Route or yeah, My Route, My Route. That's a web interface to let you plan your routes, and you know how much I plan routes. Yeah. But doesn't that re- that one require you to be connected to the internet all the time, though, right? Well, hang on. So the my route my route um, is a website, and it replaces the use of using with Garmin. They have with Garmin's. If you buy the right product, you have what's called Basecamp, which is their mapping tool application that you can use to plan your route, and then you plan your route, and then you can upload the GPX to your device. Well, with the My Route app, you can actually um, use the same thing, upload it, and it actually has a Google Maps overlay. So it even helps you overlay with Google Maps. And it's a really cool website. Um, there's a fee for it. Um, they have like monthly, yearly, and there's a lifetime membership thing. Oh, okay. So uh, because when I use Basecamp, and and we talk about technology. Um, I've used Basecamp is made originally for the Macs, Mac OS. And they have a Windows version. Well, the Mac version works so much better than the Windows version, from my experience. I can I, just I've heard that before too. So So that's one thing. And then kind of the thing with if the my root app works correct at web app web app does what i want it to do because i actually tried it in maggie valley and it works on the pc it does what i need it to do so it saves me from you have to use base camp okay so so the my route thing is more of a planning thing than the actual turn by turn so so yes so you take it and you plan it on like google maps right you go on google maps and you can plan your route out how we did it a couple weekends ago for 2024 ride so what I'm going to do is take it and put it, go that in my root app and plan it out and the stops and everything else. Now they do have a navigation 
piece that goes with it. That gives you turn by turns. Unfortunately, I tried that and I was not very happy with it. Okay. But and you I, can but you can integrate the map you made with Google Maps, you said, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep, you can integrate it. Or I shouldn't say integrate. It allows you to overlay it so you can use while you're planning. Because when I plan, you go to like Google Maps to find some stuff because maybe Basecamp doesn't have the latest data or the picture that you're looking for. Or you want to see Google Streets. They don't have that data where they have an overlay that pops on top of it and you can see it without changing browsers or tabs. So. A lot of different stuff. So technology-wise, their app, their navigation app, I don't know if it was because I was in the mountains, but I was not very happy with it. And and then when you also plan with it, it actually uses the same search engine that I'm going to use on my Garmin XT to help plan it. And there's a lot of... It's a, it's a really cool product and website of tools. So it's a, I, I've, what I've used of it so far, I've liked it. Well, that's good. Yeah. We'll find out when I start planning 2024, 2024 four rides there, Dave. Yep. Well, um, speaking of which, while we're on the subject, Uh-oh. squirrel, Uh-oh. I discussed the uh, the time frame that we're talking about with the boss, boss and she approved it. So ooh, ooh, we got approval. Yes, we got approval. So, oh boy. All right. We're going to set that as the dates then. So to the possibly one or two extra listeners we have now, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I knew my wife was listening, but she stopped. She stopped. Why'd she stop <laughs> yeah. listening to us? Because uh, she doesn't listen to podcast, period. Oh. <laughs> so oh. She just listened to laugh at me for a little bit. <laughs> well, well. One day, when she wants to reminisce about you, she can go back and listen to these. Yeah, yeah. That crazy yeah. fool Dave, listen to what he did when he was younger. Yep, younger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to... We pretty kind of have a set plan now, don't we? We we kind of got a... We got a... We got a... Framework. We we kind of got a frame line, a timeline. We kind of got outline. some yeah outline. We kind of got some ideas. We just gotta. So I gotta start working on it. So uh, yeah, should be a fun time. Yep. So yeah, so uh, if you're listening, uh, yeah, Dave and I are going to take a trip next year. And if you heard, the big talk is we're going to go California next year. That's right. Roundabout way to California. Not a straight shot. We don't do anything straight. <laughs> no. No, we don't. Squirrel. Squirrel, yeah. There's going to be no squirrels in this ride, Dave. Well, we, we there might be one squirrel. <laughs> no. No, what's the uh, one squirrel? We could have a squirrel one day. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And you have to give something you, else. You're going to have to give something else up. Yeah, I'm going to give up the rest deck. <laughs> You might need an oil change. Oh, why did you have to remind me of that? Because you're going to need one. Yeah, probably. You're going to need one. Yep, you're going to need one. You think it'll be more than 5,000 miles total trip? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then we're going to have to figure that out, too. on it just took my rest day away. No, you're gonna be sitting at a dealership. Yeah, no, I don't want to be sitting at a dealership. Oh, wait, can we change the oil in Texas at a dealership? Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the dealers around here don't give you free beer, and I was listening, and Chad said they give free beer at the dealerships in Texas, so that might be a good place to get an oil change. <laughs> I can I can contest to that. I have actually been to that dealership and had gotten beer, I think. Uh-huh. Or I didn't get beer. I know the beer ta- I saw the beer taps. <laughs> That'd be the most expensive beer I've ever had. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's put it this way. I'm sure it'll be at least 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least. Right. So anyway, so, so that's uh, that's that. So technology-wise, and then I think uh, the interesting thing that uh, was on the ride this past when Maggie Valley, I don't know if we really talked about it, but, you know, we all have, Jen and, and Chad have 30Ks. Okay. I have the, um, with the Neotech 2 helmet, I have the Senna uh, SRL mesh, which is the integrated into the, into the showy. And then Rich was on the 50R. Ooh. And, which is is pretty much a 50s but just cut down just to three buttons or so so he you know we're all mesh and it was like crystal clear there's no really popping there's none of that stuff that we usually get it was very well clear connection so with the so we've now come to the conclusion that cinema mesh is clear but it also uses a lot of battery. So with that being said, the answer is yes, but may it, magically, I was able to go pretty much all day without the battery. Well, I should say that. We could got gotten probably a good six hours with with mesh. Um, and the biggest thing is we started to, at least I did, is stop, turn the, turn the units off, Maybe do a charge, and that fixes the problem. Which yeah. is kind of one of those things, but and we we got the same thing. So, we well, all had a lot of stops, didn't you? Uh, yes, Dave. We did a lot of stops, and they were extended stops. They were more than like five minutes. They were fifteen, twenty minute stops, probably. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We did a lot of stops because it was like we uh, talked about. It was Jen's first time to the North Carolina mountains. Um, I never really did the waterfalls tours, and that was really cool to see the waterfalls and want her to enjoy it. I wasn't trying to or to overlook. Um, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I mean that yeah. you should take the time and enjoy that stuff. I just meant it's not like you and I, where we sometimes try and squeeze ten pounds of crap in a five pound bag for miles oh, that day. Yeah, yeah. And and to give kudos on that little update, Chad and Jen both. Uh, they went left home. They left on Sunday. They made it down someplace. I think someplace in Mississippi or Alabama. I think they made it to Alabama. In the last day, they actually did six hundred fifty miles home. Ooh, yeah. And Jen was comfortable with doing that, so she's she did really good. So. Yeah. Anyways, what other technology questions you want to talk about here, Dave? What are, what are there? Well, I mean, uh, so we've so you kind of mentioned what I was talking about. Was going to talk about was the popcorn issue. So evidently, when we're running the uh, is it the Bluetooth? Is that how the old system? It's Bluetooth. Yeah, the Bluetooth stuff. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of it comes down to multiple things. Here's the factors I come down to. Number one is going to be helmet. What type of helmet are you running? How much airflow do you get in that helmet? Um, I think the body. Yeah, but I meant, I meant about the popcorn. Yeah, the popcorn thing is like electronic, like something electronically is interference. Okay. I think also with power lines at place. I know with mesh, if you get near some power lines, it starts messing with with the signal as well. Well, yeah, they're creating um, magnetic fields, which throws off all electronics. Right. And then the other thing I'll say is the bikes, because this is going to be an interesting one. Depends on how loud the bike is and if that mic stays open. Because if that mic is open more than can shut off, then, then there's a lot of, it causes, I think, some problems well as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know you. I know the Harley riders love loud bikes. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, we can't get enough of that. Yeah, they want to be drowned out with, you know, going. They want to they're trying to make themselves go death. Well, yeah, it's you gotta you gotta balance the stereo with the pipes, and you gotta make the pipes you know as loud as you can, and then you gotta get the stereo to match the pipes so that you can hear the stereo over the loudest pipes you can have. Yeah, Guilty. How's, <laughs> how's that working, Dave? Um. Well, I think right now I've got the balance right, but I think I need to clear out the uh, catalytic converter in my bike. So I might have to upgrade the stereo at some point because I got a feeling by the end of winter, it's going to be a little louder. (laughs) To the back you go. Yep. So, but that's actually not a loud issue. I like loud pipes. I'm not going to kid you. I'm not going to say I think they're safe. I'm not going to be that guy. I like loud pipes, but the catalytic converter is more for the heat issue because I, even this, you know, in the 50 degree days, I'm feeling a ton of heat coming right up from that catalytic converter where it just, you know, it doesn't let the exhaust clear out. So, right. And, and, and on the spider, I've actually removed the, cat on my spider it's actually down in the garage actually oh is it so. yeah so there's a there's a couple of things that go into play with it is number one the heat yep number two weight hopefully some the spider because it's 20 pound brick on the bottom yeah i don't think it's that much in the harley it's it's probably, maybe probably. a six inch section of the exhaust yeah so this this bad. is like oh, yeah. i mean it's like this well like 14 oh wow yeah it's it's that's, yeah that's big it's probably like size of a sheet of paper eight by 11 at least yeah at least wow. and a couple inches thick three four inches thick so i mean it's it's pretty big unit right yeah all right so you got that heat the weight and then also it's supposed to get better gas mileage and and i don't have to retune it because um, no retuning needed to be done because the computer has like a ten percent variance to adjust itself and adjusts itself. Yeah, as long as you don't put a bigger air cleaner on it or something, you should be good. Oh, I did. I put. I did put a can in the air filter in. Yeah, you might be running a little lean then. No, it runs a little rich. Really. Yeah, if I go down and start it up, it's a it's a little richy. Well, when you first start up, it's going to be running an enrichner in it to start. Yep, yep. In fact, uh, while I was at the dealership, they actually uh, with the bill actually had an ECU update that happened on the bike too. Oh wow! There was an issue with uh, they improved a cold start where when the bike starts up, the RPMs aren't high enough. So. Yeah, that was an interesting one. And th- and I think, uh, did we talk about Chad's problem? Did we talk about his problem with his VSS error he was getting while he was out there? Uh, I'm not sure. I think you mentioned it, but I don't well, think you actually we'll, talked about it. We'll talk about some technology issue with his. Um, and we came to a conclusion. I don't know if it's exactly answered, but... So he started pinging me saying in the morning he starts the bike and he get a VSS error, which is the vehicle stabilization system. And come on, warning, come on for five seconds and disappear. And everything be fine. And I never got the warning. I've never gotten it. So we finally, we think what the problem is, is that his battery is only a 300 cold cranking amp and mine's a 350. So the battery is not the right battery for this bike. Not enough cold cranking amps. Oh, yeah. That that would definitely cause issues then. Causes it to drain down. And as soon as the alternator kicks in, it's all better. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's running low voltage in the beat right after startup, probably because of yep. just a slightly smaller battery, but just small enough to make the difference. Yep. And then once, like you said, the alternator, if, if is it alternators in those bikes then? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh see. yeah. Yeah. We don't have alternators in Harleys. We have stators. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't joined the, uh, 19th century yet i don't think well a lot of motorcycles don't run a lot yeah. of motorcycles run stators and yeah 
Um, I My victory ran a stator and regulator rectifier, yeah. Yeah. So, but. So, uh, one other issue I've had that I wanted to mention. I don't know if it's common, but if it is, and we've got any Harley riders out there, if you have this issue, please email me and I will feel like I'm not the only one in the world. But every time I ride in hard rain, <laughs> and I'm and I'm not talking light rain, I'm talking stuff where you know it's almost time to pull over. Once you get to the time like that, my entire dash will go out. I will have a blank screen and it'll go out and sometimes it'll stay out for five minutes and you have no no speedometer, no RPMs, no nothing. Um, I don't know if my bike's the only one that does this, but mine actually does this. So generally what I do is I pull over. So far, it's I've been lucky enough to pull over underneath an overhang both times, and it started working again. Um, the last time was on my trip back from uh, New York that we did, and I pulled over in the rest area and parked underneath a tree, fortunately. So it when I started the bike back up, it worked, but it it quit right as I pulled in. So you want to know the answer, Dave? Oh God, here we go. What's the answer? Don't ride in the rain. Oh. Because you know, Harley riders don't ride in rain, right? Oh, oh, while we're on that subject. Oh. <laughs> All right. We did get our first email, official email. Oh, did we? It was, yeah, it was from Harley Davidson. It was a cease and desist order. Oh, oh, didn't we? You didn't tell me about that one. <laughs> you need to reply to Chad. In yeah, in, in response, it said to uh, someone named Boomer is not allowed on our on our podcast anymore unless, if so, then we have to pay a huge fine or no, i'm just kidding of course but <laughs> oh yes yes cease and desist yep yep yep, yep, yep. <laughs> forgot about that one yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, good times dave good times yep our second email came from climb they want to sponsor us by the way oh sweet i'm ready for that <laughs> yeah the way is we got zero emails still actually we got three emails so far in my email box Oh, so talking about the email issue, I found a problem. No, you there, did? There is a problem, yes. So it is wrong. So it's not feedback. We got to use um, whatever you said at the Gmail account. So whatever's the Gmail. Asphalt Chasers Podcast at gmail.com. All right. There you go. Thank you. That is yeah. where we need to send emails. I wrote it down. I have a list of things over here, and I wrote it down so oh, I wouldn't my, get it wrong. Oh, my goodness. Dave's Dave's on top of this stuff. Oh, my God. Is Debbie like getting you? Uh, you know, she 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 she's she's you out, huh, Dave? No, I think you're rubbing off on me with all your planning. Oh, oh boy, rubbing off with all the planning. But isn't it? You know, and and people ask me about, and I think it goes back to one thing: the planning piece. People says, "Do you like doing it?" I do because it's enjoyable. So, what am I going to look forward to? And I guess the other thing is, like, when I was in the mountains riding, technology failed, right? It's like, I it was stuff failed, and I knew where I was going yeah. just because of the maps. I was like, well, I know I got to go do this. So, you know, it was it's kind of a fun little time, and you get to know the maps. You look at the roads. Which way am I going? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? So kind of gives you an idea of where you're going to go do. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not really complaining about you planning. I, I really appreciate all the plans that you put into stuff. Um, yep. And I know you kind of enjoy it, but oh, I enjoy it. So I enjoy it until you start throwing out that you want to do, trying to shuffle so much stuff in one day, and I'm like, where are we going to get sleep, Dave? Where are we going to get to sleep? When are we going to do this? How do you expect me to get 500 miles on a back twisty road in, in eight hours and stop at every overlook there as possible? We'll go faster. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But I will do is talk about technology. 
and we looked at some of it. I'm not sure we really talked much on the thing, but Jen was running an Insta 360 camera on the yeah. ride. Oh my goodness! You like that, huh? It was pretty freaking cool. If you want video of stuff, you need to get yourself one. I, I've been looking at them, but I just can't can't verify the five hundred dollars for the camera yet. Oh, is know? that how much one costs? I don't know. I didn't look at the price. Uh, they have them at Sam's Club with the stick and something else, maybe an extra battery or something. And then it's like four hundred and sixty dollars or four hundred and eighty dollars. So you add tax on that, you're at five hundred. The the piece that I would do with it. And you have to figure it out. It doesn't make it 100% waterproof. Is be able to have it um, bad, not using battery and have it directly connected so it's always on and run out of memory. Because that was her, she kept running out of memory. And then it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, the files are got to be huge, John. Yeah, they're she, she was, yeah, she had some files. I think she had a terabyte memory card. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I I have a 360 camera. It's not the Insta. It's that Bly camera, and it doesn't do. I mean, she went all day, and she didn't fill up the camera, the memory, the terabyte, whatever the batteries were. Oh, really? Yeah, that's nice. Oh, that's what it is. It comes with, That one you can get memory cards for. Yeah. Yeah. But, the Bly camera has an internal memory, and it's not very big. Yeah. It's so- like. It's like. I want to say two, maybe four hours, but two is probably all it is. Yeah, and and I thought about, you know, and I go back to this thing. I mean, I have the GoPro, and I have that stuff, and I say to myself, man, it'd be really cool. And I don't think to myself, what am I going to do with that video? What am I going to do with it? Am I ever going to do anything with it? Well, I mean, I'm. if you want to do it, I'm... I've got a set aside of go uh, YouTube account that I'm determined the first of the year I'm going to start loading ride videos on. Well, and, and it's just it's it's not the video recording that's hard. Yeah, you talk to Ted about it. It's the editing. Oh yeah. You know, oh, that's that editing is huge. Oh, that's that's the piece. That's the piece that gets into it is the time to sit there and edit it is a lot of work yeah that, because the, i mean it's it just it just gobbles up time because you're you're watching the video and then you, you oh i want to cut this out so you got to go back two or three times to get the right spot to cut that video and then you've got to watch through it two or three times again and until you watch through three hours of video eight ten times you know now you're looking at 12 14 hours of video and that's yeah how it works out so yeah but i i'm definitely going to do that i plan on starting to record videos next year again because i've been recording some in the past they're on my own account but yeah well i did in the past and it's it's kind of one of those things where i got to be the problem that i had was every time i'd go do something it would be some type of technology failed a battery didn't work or the gopro because you have in the case, and all of a sudden the GoPro overheats because you're in the sun, and then it shuts itself off, and then you don't have no camera and no video, and so I'm just like, I, I gave up. Yeah, I mean, I've it didn't make. I, I, I've used one GoPro in all the years because I've been recording videos with snowboarding and stuff for years, and uh, not a fan of the GoPros. Not really. I mean, I know their video is clear, but. In the past, I've always used Sony's, and uh, when it was like GoPro 3, I started using a Sony, and that already had your video stabilization in it. The Sony's at the time were like, and the GoPro has like the big, flat, like a flat camera. Right. The Sony takes that camera and turns it on its side, and the lens is out the side, so you don't have this big, huge block, brick, sitting on the side of your helmet or front of your helmet instead it's a narrow maybe inch and a half wide camera and a waterproof case if it's not a waterproof camera already the the last one i bought the camera itself was waterproof right you could take it underwater 
and do diving with it. It was that waterproof down to a hundred feet. I think it was. Yeah. And they're no more. They were actually less than the GoPros at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, but anyways, anyways, all right, Dave. Well, I think we've talked about technology and how much fun it can be. And I guess the point I get to is sometimes I enjoy the technology, but then I get to the point of, well, I just want to go ride and I don't want to think about it. And I say, forget it and away I go. Yep. I was going to say the technology a lot of times helps us more. I think it helps us more than it hurts us. And you and I use the comms all the time. We love that. Yeah. Um, We have issues with that occasionally, but let's face it. 90% of the time it works the way it's supposed to. So, and most everything works 90% of the time. It's just that 10% that doesn't. Yep. Yep. I guess the big part that we have the problem with is when we get phone calls because of. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you just need to upgrade helmets. <coughs> it's only been two years on this one. Oh, it's time for a new one, Dave. <coughs> well, I'm going to have to have you come up here and explain that to 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 the boss because <laughs> it's easy. It's your head. You need a new helmet. Your head's important, isn't it? Well, she's going to say, "What's wrong with the one I got?" Oh, it's old. You've got too many miles on it. She's going to say my head's old. <laughs> oh, anyways. All right. All right, folks. All right, Dave. What, what, what are you drinking tonight? What do you finish this off with tonight? Tonight? I know you got I, I know you got something. I got... Oh, can you see that? Oh, old, yes. old smoky salted caramel. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got something downstairs for you, Dave. I heard you had something for me. I got two things for you, but I can't tell you what they are. Oh, you can't tell me? Nope. Nope. You haven't got that bottle open yet? I figured you had to, I figured you had like three or four shots already. I did. I mean, the bottle's half empty already, but... Did you start with a full bottle? Not tonight. Is that bottle going to be empty by the weekend? This by Sunday? Yeah. Probably. Oh. <laughs> so here we go. To you, Dave. Here's to you. Good riding. Yeah, that's some good stuff. That's it for this episode of Asphalt Chasers. We hope you enjoyed the ride as much as we did. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on social media or visit our website for more information. Remember to always ride safely and responsibly and to enjoy every moment on the road. Until next time, keep chasing the asphalt and living life to the fullest.